There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Lead with Empower podcast. I'm joined this week by a couple, I would call them newer friends. <laughs> um, about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, I had the pleasure of start uh, doing some work, virtual work with a group of students at a school down in St. Petersburg, Florida, the Academy Prep Center of St. Pete. And I am joined today by Victoria Alderman, who is the Community Relations Coordinator, and Ken Watson, who is the Dean of Students. We've gotten to know each other a little bit over the past few weeks. They have been awesome in my interactions, and I thought about, hey, we have to get them on the podcast, because I think they're going to make for a great episode. So this week, we have Victoria and Ken from Academy Prep Center of St. Pete, Florida. How are you both doing today? Thank you so much for jumping on the Lead with Empower podcast. Woo! I feel like we should thank clap. You. You're good. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for you're having us. Good. Thank you. Yes. Thank no, you you're for very, very welcome. Really excited, and it's been uh, our, our short period of time in which we've had to had the pleasure of kind of sharing some space and time together. Although it was virtual, or it's been virtual, has been awesome. Really excited to have you both on. And for those of you that are in education to get a teacher or an administrator or somebody working with students to do something on a Friday afternoon after the week is over. <laughs> so this is just a testament to your character because most people, nope, it's Friday. Let's do it on a Monday. <laughs> I appreciate you two making the, making the commitment because I know that's not, you know, usually it's like happy hour time or go home and have your early <laughs> Friday to bedtime. So close um, to it, Dan. <laughs> it's about my nap time. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I really, really appreciate you both joining. And uh, as we were talking offline, um, you know, the, this podcast is all about getting listeners to hear from those people that are out there. You know, I, I'm a football guy. So I always use the term in the trenches, the people that are out there in the trenches actually doing leadership and um, we're going to start right into it with you know obviously the, the you're a little bit ahead of the game of the people up here in Connecticut as far as like when the school year started so just um, Ken if you can give us a little bit of a taste as to how the school year has gone so far I know you're doing the virtual thing down there um, give us a, just a quick assessment as to the start of the school year down at Academy Prep. Definitely Dan hey listen um, you know starting off with the virtual um virtual aspect of virtual learning um we we got into it at the end of um excuse me at the end of the year last year fourth quarter and moving forth into the um start of this year um i was a little skeptical you know i was a little afraid you know don't didn't know how things would work out you know with um being our we had new students coming in fifth graders you know we got new parents and um also just um us as a whole you know just making sure that we had everything in order but, um, you know, we've been virtually since this year, since August the 10th. We started school August 10th, so a little over a month. And let me tell you, it has been, our, my, the expectations have been, we far exceeded those. The students are doing a great job. Attendance-wise, on a daily basis, 
we're at 98, 99, 100% um, virtual attendance from our students. Um, um, Teachers um, are doing a great job. Um, Students grade-wise are doing very well. Um, As far as our MAP scores, you know, our testing that, that, um, you know, just shows us where the students are at a particular time. Um, That's off the charts. Um, We found that out um, today that they're doing excellent. So, so far, this has been a, um, just been a great experience for us at Academy Prep. Great. Awesome. And then you can't see it, listeners, but Victoria gave a a very, very large and proud two thumbs up. Victoria, from your vantage point, um, from the community relations standpoint, give us a little rundown as to how it's going from your end as well. Yeah, I completely am in agreement with Ken. He's he did a great job just explaining kind of how we've mapped out everything from just the ending of last year to to the start of this new school year 2021. I have been just able to serve in various ways. I know with my position, um, I'm very much involved in the community. So I've had to take a step back, which is kind of um, a saddening part of my job, but I'm able to still interact with um, our kids um, um, and our families, of course, but our community involvement has has been something that I know um, hands-on is something that I'm personally involved with, but that's something that had to, of course, be, you know, taken aback a little bit due to, you know, social distancing, et cetera. But it's been going great. I think our kids are, let me appropriately address them properly. Uh, Our scholars are doing phenomenal (laughs) with the transition of being on campus, never experiencing online um, at this, you know, capacity. Um, I don't think any of our students um, thought that this was going to happen, but I think that they've done a great job transitioning from what they were normal, you know, what they're used to, their normalcy, to what the new normal looks like yep. now with a full virtual. So I believe our kids are doing great, and they, their parents are very involved, very supportive. Um, I know we sent a view, various uh, surveys to our families to see kind of where they are and yes. um, kind of assess their needs because that's a part of what I'm um, involved with, just making sure our families know that we're, we're with them during this process of just becoming um, a, new, a new academy prep, essentially with this new format because um, our mission remains the same, um, but it's different um, on the outside, but we're still, our mission is still the same to transform our students um, to be, you know, transformative leaders. Yep. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And it's, uh, it's definitely unique and it's definitely uh, a challenge, right. To, to, especially for the, some of the veteran teachers who have doing, been doing things a certain way for however knows how long to make a very significant change to teach via computer is, uh, is is interesting <laughs> and i think it's uh it's a challenge where if you embrace it i think everybody beca- becomes a little bit better and it sounds like the the faculty and the students are and the families are all embracing it so far and that's that's wonderful now is the plan at some point god, god willing <laughs> and when we're given the green light is the plan at some point hopefully to get back to in person at, at some point during the the 2021 school year um, yes, Dan, that is definitely the goal. That's definitely the goal. Um, we will make that determination in the um, near future, very okay. near future, um, because our board, who is great, um, because they gave us the opportunity to um, have the virtual learning for, first, um, for the first quarter and okay. also second quarter, I apologize, for the whole first semester, um, with us being able to um, see how things are going, 
see how it's going when other schools open up yep. and give us the opportunity of real, to evaluate it and see, do we want the kids to come back for the second quarter? Um, but we definitely um, are planning on the students coming back. It's, it's tough. You know, it's tough for the students, some, especially the eighth graders, because, you know, this is their last year here. Some of them have been here for three or four years. And, of course, you know, they want to be with their peers yeah. and um, enjoy their last year at Academy Prep. But um, we definitely plan on them coming back. Um, if not second quarter, definitely second semester. Great. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, as long as the, the, that outside stuff that's out of our control, as long as it's safe enough, I, you know, I, I think the students not being in the building, it, there can, it can be a challenge. And so I'm glad to yeah. hear that that's the plan right now. Um, so Victoria, take it back. We're going to rewind a little bit back in, in March when the, the proverbial S hit the fan, right? <laughs> and, and there's this huge change to how we live, how we do school, how we do work, how we do sports. Talk a little bit about that transition from going, uh, it being fully in person to making the jump to virtual for the last you know, few weeks of the school year. And give us a little insight into the, the, the leadership challenges faced at Academy Prep and how you all work together to overcome those leadership challenges to make it as successful of an end of the school year as you can make it. Well, man, <laughs> we have faced challenges um, just like any other um, organization, educational you know, institution. But I believe that we as Academy Prep Center of St. Petersburg the staff, the faculty, the families, the scholars, the board, everyone involved was, was focused on ensuring the safety of our, our scholars and the education of our scholars would not, would not uh, loosen up essentially. Yep. Um, we wanted to ensure that those two priorities were the focus because that is why we, we wake up every morning and we focus on what we, you know, what our job is, is. So yep. we wanted to ensure those two, but of course, like, a, like any other institution, we of course faced miscommunication, of course, you know, having to send multiple emails about, Hey, did you, you know, follow up on, you know, this certain task, um, you know, but I believe that even though, you know, we faced challenges of me where we may have had miscommunication, like I said, whether a student might not have received notification about, you know, picking up certain items or, you know, a, a staff member maybe being, you know, in front of someone, you know, and just a, a variety of different things that we may have faced. But I think that even overall, our focus was the security and safety of our scholars and the education would not be a problem. And we, with, with that in mind, we were able to overcome those challenges that we faced. Um, and I think that when we buckled down and said, those two are their ma our main focus um, to, ma to make sure that we continue on with our mission, um, it kind of allowed everything to kind of, you know, level out in, a, yep. in other words. Um, and we, like I said, we all buckled down together and we worked <laughs> as a family, as a, as a school to ensure that our tasks in our own individual you know, departments were held up to a higher standard because as you know, when you face different trials and, and you're in the heat, that's when you really know how people are gonna react and respond. So during the challenges of that transition, even, even now, I believe now we've gotten a hang of everything and we're still 
you know, having a couple, you know, things like, a, you know, technology, you love it and then you may hate it, <laughs> the next, yes. you know, with things like, um, you know, technology and having to work through that, our, our new IT, you know, um, staff, staff member just joining on is, you know, Andy Huang, he, he joined in pretty quick um, and, and, and joined us in the trenches, like you said before, and just kind of kept his, his <laughs> like you described the duck, if you, if you think about when you're a duck in the pond, you know, you're, you're kicking as, you know, as quick as you can, but on the surface being calm. And I think that best describes how we responded, not reacted to the pandemic, you know, hitting us in March. So we're doing a great job. Awesome. So did I get this correct that your IT person is new, was new at the start of this school year? Yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, that was, rele that was relocated to me, Victoria, yes. Mr. Cook, every, and my answer to everyone, hey, just send it, just take it back to the school, bring it back. We're uh, just bring it back. We'll exchange with Mr. Watson. What? Hey, listen. Just bring it back. We'll exchange. <laughs> we got you back. We got you yeah. back. <laughs> and there, there's not for those of you that don't know this, and everybody probably does. There's not a, a a college course or a teacher preparation course that you could take that prepares you for dealing with a pandemic. Not at all. Or, uh, dealing with going from in-person live learning to virtual learning and the 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 duck i guess analogy i'm not an english guy but the the duck reference is perfect because as leaders it's it is it's that that scramble that response that there's so many more questions than i have answers but your role when you're in front of those families and in front of the scholars you can't necessarily show that completely Right. But I also think there is an element of, hey, we're in this together. Like, as you mentioned, Victorian, we're going to figure this out together. And as long as we stick together, right. <laughs> we might get a little chaotic, but we're still going to make sure that we are living the mission that we set out to live during, you know, prior to this whole thing happening. So. Right. It's good to hear. It's not, hey, sounds like you all have it dialed in right there. <laughs> well, Dan. I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ken, give us, and a lot, of, a lot of our listeners are local up here, and I'm hoping you, you, you all are able to, to draw in some, some local listeners down there in St. Petersburg, Florida. But, Ken, give us a little background about Academy Prep Center of St. Pete. Um, talk a little bit about the mission, and give us a little bit of information about the students that you serve down there. Okay. Um, Academy Prep Center um, in St. Petersburg, we have actually three locations. Um, the one in St. Petersburg started in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. And it started out as a, um, uh, I want to say all boys school. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure all boys school. All right. And over the years, it has evolved. Um, we serve, we serve the fifth through eighth grade um, boys and girls, very small classes, very small classroom. We only have about Right now we have 139 enrolled, but Dan, that's our most, um, that's the most students that we've had um, wow. at St. Yes, as, uh, at our, on our campus at one time. Um, Academy Prep is, um, put it this way, it's down in St. Petersburg, it's down on the south side of St. Petersburg where, um, you know, the, the, the living as far as um, our students and our parents um, is, you know, we have um, 
low income to um men to mid mid income families that um that we serve um our students you know the the mission was to to um have african american students um get a quality quality private school education all right at little to no cost yeah um basically um tuition at our school is very 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 minimal okay very minimal um our students yeah victoria very, just held up a zero so <laughs> yeah that that's the minimal we're talking yeah. right there yeah. well they are they're, required they're required to provide some type of financial input because as yes. we know when we put our funds towards something we are going to commit first we're invested absolutely but um the, the cost of education at Academy Prep, people don't, a lot of people don't know, but it costs $17,000, okay? Wow. It costs $17,000 per, per student. And our development, um, our development team does a great job of raising money and finding money for the school. Um, they do a great job of um, promoting and getting events together because we, you know, our school, our school run donors help us, help us out an awful lot. Yep. you know to make sure that we um that we that we can keep the doors open um the mission is to give the kids a, you know a quality education a quality education so that they can succeed in the future um like i said you know a lot of these students that we that we serve um they're not able to go to the local private schools that's around you know when you're talking about seventeen thousand twelve thousand dollars you know um, sometimes some families can't afford it. You know, I'm gonna yep. be honest with you. You know, it's tough for me. You know, to afford seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, and it, with, with you know the things, um, you know, with my income of things in my family. But you know, I I believe in the mission. I truly do because I have a son right now who's in the sixth grade and he's at Academy Prep. Yeah. So um, it's definitely um, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, I, I do hope that you know anyone who's listening that student that that scholar does not go to Academy Prep, they really give us a, um, an opportunity. You know, they really look into it. Um, we only, we accept fifth and sixth graders. Um, we feel the mission, as a, as a, the mission, we feel that it takes two to, th excuse me, three to four years to get them the, knowing the AP way, yeah. all right? So therefore we accept, that's why um, after sixth grade, we don't accept seventh and eighth graders. Um, but at the same time, you know, our students do, a, you know, they move on and uh, do a great job if they go to a private school, if they go to a public school, you know, with the, with the 10 hour days, 10 to 11 hour days, every day that they, um, that they must do at Academy Prep, it really prepares them. And the, um, the, the, the rigorous um, curriculum that we, that we have for the students, because with our students, um, we, we actually teach them upper grades. So therefore, if you're in the sixth grade, you're learning on the sixth, excuse me, if you're in the fifth grade, learning on the sixth grade level and so on yes so we're getting them prepared you know for the future great that's awesome and uh so victoria ken mentioned the ap way if you had to sum up the ap way in like a sentence or two yeah pressure's on <laughs> if you had to sum up the ap way for someone that's listening and maybe saying hey maybe I, you know they sound like two pretty, they're, they're better than two pretty good people, but they sound like two pretty good people. Maybe I should consider, what's the AP way mean to you, Victoria? Wow, that is a <laughs> great question. Okay, so I, so I would say for me, the academy prep or the AP way in one sentence or two would be academy prep preparing 
young scholars to be the best that they can be, the greatest that they can be. Yeah. That would be the, the best way to sum it up because we do a lot of preparing our students to be the greatest. Um, in, our, in our pledge, we do have a school pledge um, that basically promotes that every morning the students wake up um, and we attend our convocation um, which we are still doing virtually. That's awesome. Um, that we reassure them and they, they speak that they are the greatest. So things like speaking the pledge is a way that we promote that they are going to be the greatest that they can be by attending academy prep. And I think that's the best way that I can describe it in my own words. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great. That's perfect. You nailed it. And Ken, in your mind, the AP way is? The AP way, you got to realize, Dan, I teach that that class the AP yeah. way. So, <laughs> it's dear to his heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the AP way, you know, it's hard. Honestly, Dan, it's really hard to sum up in a sentence or two, but I, I would definitely try. Um, it's just about, you know, being, um, being accountable, being respectful. You know, one, when guests come on campus, making sure we greet them, you know, um, holding yourself accountable, doing what you're supposed to do, not only, not only at school, but also at home. Because, you know, I always tell students, you got to understand the AP way your parents are teaching you, have taught you this for a while. They yeah. have. They've te they've, te they've teaching you the AP way for a while. It's just we're, we're just reiterating and we're just, you know, making sure that you, um, that you focus on it a little bit more. So, you know, it's, it's nothing more than what, what, what parents are already instilling in a student or a scholar right now. It's just us making sure that they understand what the AP way is, making sure being respectful listening to the adults, listening to the parents, listening to, you know, any, anybody who's their elder and making sure that they do things the right way. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's what's most important, you know, being a leader, being, you know, showing, leading by example. Yeah. So like I said, that's the AP way. Love it. And that's in my limit, you know, I've had a you know, handful of interactions with, with you and your scholars uh, virtually and I've, I'm, Fingers crossed one day I'm able to, to come down there and do something in person and, and meet the, the students in person because they've been uh, phenomenal. But one of the things that has been extremely evident, and I'm never, I've never been in the building, I've never witnessed a, a, an academic class, but the importance of what people call the soft skills, right? And, you know, learning how to do certain elements of math, those are the hard skills where you can look at it on paper, but you both mentioned the leadership, you know, greeting somebody when they're on campus, greeting, you know, someone who's older than you and treating them with respect. Those aren't things that there's not a, a rubric for how to grade that type of stuff. And yeah. um, it's been evident in our, our handful of virtual events that yes, while, the academic side is important. And you just heard these scholars are, are getting taught on a grade above level. So obviously that is important, but I'm not in a school building, but one of the things that I, I love is when I get to work with school teachers and scholars and administrators who value those soft skills, those skills that, you know what, when you're 35, 40 years old, you might not be using the math you learned as a fifth grade scholar, but you will be using those skills and those tools that allowed you to be successful in that math class for the rest of your life. And it's been evident so far, you know, when we get into the, our Tuesday Zooms, Mr. Watson, first thing, make sure you're on mute, make sure you have your video <laughs> on, make sure yes. you're attentive. Yes. It's just reinforcing those skills that transcend 
subject matter, right? If you can do these things, they're going to help you be the best math student you can be, the best English scholar you can be, the best business scholar you can be, and whatever it might be. And um, I'll add, that's my two cents into the AP way in our limited interactions together. So, <laughs> <Love> <laughs> um, so our, our company, Empowers Company's founder, Joe, Joe Dering is, um, is the person who introduced us uh, uh, to actually introduce me to Victoria a while back now. Mm -hmm. And I know Joe has done some, some experiential leadership and team building programming in the past. And over the past about a you know, month and a half, I've had the pleasure of doing a, our virtual Emerge team building event with the, the fifth grade scholars at Academy Prep on Tuesday afternoons. Um, I'm interested to hear, I don't get to see these students. What have they thought of our Tuesday afternoon experiences? Have, have they been engaged in it? Has it been something that they found useful? Because their first year in the in, in at Academy Prep, and although they're not in the building, are we set out to help them kind of come together as a class? How have they taken to our experiences together so far? And Mr. Watson, this is probably one for you because you're my my Tuesday war buddy right there. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say, Dan. You have done an excellent job, you know, the activities, you know, the team being in that building activities that you've done with them. It's, it's just been great. And, um, you know, I have them actually in the AP way class um, on Tuesdays and I have nothing but positive feedback from them. Um, they're telling me how great and how much they love it. You know, they stay engaged. Um, you know, you always have, always have, you know, something exciting for them to do. So they're actually loving the, the, um, love coming to the um, enrichment and you know it's it's, it's it's weird because you know when you're talking about virtually sometimes it's hard for you know to get a student after the um after school is over with because technically we're over at 12 30 you know to get them to come to their enrichment hour but they have been definitely attendance has been pretty good and we definitely appreciate and love having you all right. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because they, it's been all smiles on my end, but I only get to see them for like 55 minutes a week. I'm like, I wonder what they're saying afterwards. <laughs> and it, it, there was a moment, one of the young ladies, they're in one of the breakout room activities. They said, Mr. Dan, can we do the scavenger hunt activity again? Yes. Said, yeah, all right, yeah. we'll see what I can do, you know. Um, but it, it, it's been great. And that type of enrichment program, I think, and we're honored to be part of it. You know, anytime, you know, um, this is great. And I hope this is something we can do it again, do it again at some level down the road um, throughout the school year. But it's, it's an honor to be part of it because again, not every school values those things that you don't necessarily read about in a book mm. that you don't necessarily, you can't take a, a you know, a quiz on, you know, grit and, and toughness and, um, you know, doing something nice for other people and empathy and all those things. And so it's really an honor. And, and I hope it, I hope this, our little, our few sessions together pay off for the students down the road. And they really are able to start to build that community, especially for whenever it is that they're able to come together. Because um, I just got done working with a group of high school students and one of the freshmen in high school, similar boat, they're coming to the school for the first time. And, you know, one of the things that we believe in is, you know, you're going to face challenges and it's a heck of a lot easier to face and overcome those challenges when you have a great group of people around you. And you're, you all are doing that right now. And we're so happy to be part of it. So thank you. <laughs> well, we're lucky to have y'all. We, we've been blessed to, to keep, keep you all with us. And we are, we're super excited to, to keep continuing nourishing our, our relationship with you all. So we're awesome. excited. Feeling, feeling is, is very mutual for sure. <laughs> so Victoria, you are the community relations coordinator. So 
I'm going to ask you first, give our listeners a little insight as to what that looks like, sounds like, feels like on a, on a day-to-day basis and what your main roles are in that position. Sure. Well, it is my pleasure to do so. So <laughs> my community relations coordinator um, position entails uh, a variety of things. It's an eclectic position that involves um, volunteer program um, running, just monitoring yep. volunteers, um, our parent engagement, our um, community involvement. So going to the community to connect, um, whether it be virtual, of course, nowadays, (laughs) but um, just connecting to our community and connecting our kids to the community so that we have that mutual relationship. Um, Also, I am also uh, our volleyball coach. So that's something that's fun as well that I've um, hopefully am able to get back. um, That's right you know, back into the swing of things, but I'm also just responsible for um, our, like I said, our mentoring program is kind of in conjunction with our volunteer program that I work with our guidance counselor as well. I'm just kind of ensure that our students have someone that they can look up to as well. That's an adult um, that's committed to meeting with them once a week or, you know, on a month to month basis. We've seen that it's more effective with mentors that connect to our scholars on a weekly basis or multiple times throughout the month. So that's also a part of what I'm responsible for. Um, I also am responsible for planning various events throughout the year. So our um, families and parent engagement, their connection with our, with our school, ultimately their, their own child um, is what we find is, is helpful for their for their child, for them to stay engaged. So those yeah. events that I'm responsible with planning um, involve our family picnics that we have our families come out to, which is really fun. We actually yeah. have like an annual kickball um, tournament essentially with nice. our kids, um, that our kids. I think the kids beat us last year, but I can't. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's something that um, I'm responsible with, just kind of planning events for our families and our kids to be engaged, and our staff, of course, to be. Um, in attendance too. And of course, our field trips um, is another layer of what I'm responsible for with planning. Um, Our students um, throughout the year are able to participate in various field trips like museums. Um, They partner with um, Empower Leadership, you know, things of the sort that are in the community so that they can be exposed to various things that are in our our backyard Um, and maybe across the bridge in Tampa. I know that our our end of the year class trips, our kids are always excited about and unfortunately, they weren't able to participate last year because of the pandemic, of course, coming during March. But um, we send our students to Bush Gardens, um, yeah. like the Woodson Museum or Dr. Carter Woodson Museum, different things, you know, for them to just stay active um, and engaged, but also enriched is what yeah. we focus on. So we try our best to connect things that they um, or field trips that they're a part of that connect to what they're learning in their classrooms because it it helps with their learning um, development at a a category prep so awesome that's kind of a lot of what I do (laughs) that summarizes it all (laughs) that's great and you mentioned the word kind of the family mentality and it sounds like you know between the events you're doing for the scholars only and how you're bringing their family in and the mentor mentee relation I mean that you want to talk about how how do you create a culture in a a building in in a school environment that really has that feeling of, I know someone is going to have my back. Ladies and gents, you just heard it right there. <laughs> a lot of great <laughs> events. And every once in a while, let the scholars win in kickball. And you got right. to <laughs> let them win once or twice. Come That's on. right. Yeah. Now, I'm a, Victoria, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be up front with you. I'm a little disappointed because I know you come 
to Academy Prep with a physical education background. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. I'm a former physical educator myself. We yes. shouldn't be losing those games. Come on. No. Well, funny thing, I'm never on the team. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always um, am the initial planner of everything. All I right. Usually let the people that are participating have the fun. I just plan out everything and kind of watch from a distance, but I definitely agree. Okay. <laughs> we beat the kids. <laughs> they, they might have to have you on the roster as like the ringer, you know, if, right. they, get, if they fall behind next year. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We have to, I have to consider that for sure. <laughs> now, so um, give us, how long have you been at AP? And then also just give us a little insight into your journey from, you know, physical education major in college to, to uh, doing what you're doing now, Victoria. Sure. So I graduated um, with my BS degree in physical education um, with a concentration in recreation. So I pursued with my degree the idea of becoming a camp director, kind of similar to what Dan is doing in his um, leadership podcast, just to kind of broadcast, you know, what it is that's important to me. So for me, I was thinking, you know, education, with sports, um, music, athletics, all of that intertwined. So after graduation, I actually was um, offered the position as the PE teacher at Academy Prep, which oh, nice. I graduated uh, with highest honors, proud to say from BCU, proud Wildcat, <laughs> um, and came straight to St. Pete um, as, the as the teacher of physical education um, and was also coaching volleyball when I got here. And then uh, which was under actually the AmeriCorps um, program that we have here yep. as um, at Academy Prep, which is fun, fun, um, just insight. But all that to say, I actually got offered the position as a community relations coordinator, prop, community, community relations coordinator, probably about, uh, about a month or so after working. I don't know. It felt like a week because <laughs> it was so quick, but um, the, Former, or the former lady that was in my position um, was moving and transitioning with her family. Um, so it was kind of what I had already was praying about. Um, I was like, what, there's something else that's being, I'm being drawn to something else yeah. at Academy Prep. And I felt a pull to do something that was out of my comfort zone, but something similar to what I've already been doing. And so that's kind of how Miss um, uh, Miss Gina Burkett, um, our head of school at, our, um, at Academy Prep, reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, uh, can I chat with you? And you know, <laughs> she's in tune to the Holy spirit. So she, she already knew there was a pull to me to know, you know, what she had to say. And so yep. ultimately she, um, presented the opportunity to become the community relations coordinator. And I've been here for now going on four years. Um, wow. and I've been blessed to just be able to, um, be used in a way, not in utilizing my gifts to serve our kids and our families has been something that I continuously say I'm, I'm, I'm confirmed in my own place and saying, I know I'm supposed to be here. So awesome. that's kind of my background. Awesome. And that had to be quite the impression to, to a month into a new job to say, Hey, what do you think about? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, in the transition, it was, um, almost like a duck. I felt yeah. like a duck. <laughs> I was kicking, but you could not tell from the top, from the surface. <laughs> I was stressing. I had to stay late. You know, things I think when it comes down to the leadership topic, you know, that we're talking about, I think when you are sought after, you know, when someone sees something in you and that's similar, similar to me, I did not see that I was going to be an administrator, right? At Academy Prep, but someone yeah. saw the qualities and the, you know, the potential 
inside of me, you know, fresh out of college, you know, wanting to see someone that was going to bring something to the table, but also, you know, helped me through that process. Cause yeah. I did, I was able to, you know, get some advice from the lady in the, you know, that was formerly in this position and she was amazing. She did her best in her short time. She was a fresh mom, like new mom, just about oh, to geez. be really in, engulfed in that whole new parenthood lifestyle. And she was amazing. Um, and I'll shout out to her, Kelly Knox. You're amazing. If you ever hear this, you're <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a journey and I've been awesome. blessed to be a part of it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, keep, keep up, keep up the great work and, um, we're going to same question down to Mr. Watson. So as the Dean of students, just give us a little, we, we already learned a little bit about the, the AP way, the AP course, which is awesome. What's a, what's the day to day like for you and give us a little bit of your backstory. Yes, Dan. So um, I'm the Dean of students at Academy Prep. Now Victoria's um, job description is a little bit more detailed and um, descriptive than mine. But, um, <laughs> um, um, for the most part, my my job entails um, taking care of um, all the behavior issues that you know that may arise at the school. Um, I was um, I actually started. Um, let me see, about a year and a half ago, okay. I came in as a um, I came in as an emergency science teacher, and the next following year, the math teacher was um, she was supposed to be leaving, so therefore um, I was going to become the math teacher, but. I want to say maybe it's similar to like Victoria's story, maybe a two weeks to a month in, um, Ms. Burkett approached me with a new position that they were talking about um, starting the following year, which is the, um, which was last year, um, which was the Dean of Students. Um, and she said that I, you know, I had the qualities to, um, to lead the, the students. And it seems like it, the kids, you know, they, they took to me, they, you know, whenever I said something, they, they respected me or whatsoever. And um, she felt like that would be a, a, a great um, position for me. Um, the Dean of Students position at Academy Prep before last year was non-existent. Okay. Um, when it came to behavior, it was actually handled by the um, assistant head of school, which also handled um, Chance, Mr. Cook, who's a great guy, who does great with academics, he handled academics and behavior. And trying to hold both of those hats was pretty tough for him. So they split the position, they split his um, job description up and gave it. And I'm, and I'm started, excuse me, and had me handle the behavioral part. But um, really to tell you the truth, um, that's really not the only hat that I hold at Academy Prep. And just like Victoria can tell you, she can say the same thing. Um, we do a lot of different things. Um, I do a, I, I, you know, mentor the students. Um, I do a, have a good relationship, good rapport with the parents. Um, I deal with them an awful lot. Um, I also, um, I also coach the, our flag football team. Nice. Um, of course we did. Yeah. We didn't have a team. We didn't have a season last year, but hopefully, you know, we can get things right. And with the pandemic, we can have one this year, coach flag football. Um, I, I hold a lot of hats. It, it, I, I wish I could tell you help with attendance. Um, <laughs> I, I have, you know, I, I, this year we started the AP way as a full-time class because usually it was over in, over the summer. But um, after speaking with um, Ms. Burkett, speaking with Gina and Chance, they, we felt that it would be great, you know, for our fifth and sixth graders to, um, to have that go, have that, um, to know, to find out about the AP way throughout the semester, at least the first semester. Yeah. Um, 
so yes yeah, so basically in a nutshell that that's my story that's how i got to academy prep um i enjoy it i love it i love it to death this is honestly like the first job that i that i wake up and i'm looking and i'm excited to come to on a daily basis um as a team we work great together um we don't have many employees i think it's 30 or some of employees and you know we we work together very well me and victoria work together on a lot of um, a lot of things hand in hand and we have a great relationship um you know in school and outside of school so i think that's um that's key that's very that's key when it comes um when it comes to building a relationship and making sure that things work in the um in the school realm or the school aspect in in your in both of your minds and you can and victoria i guess that you can you can lead here in your mind what are the key leadership skills those key soft skills that you hope when an eighth grader, eighth grade scholar finishes her or his time at Academy Prep. What are two or three of the key leadership skills you hope that they leave Academy Prep with in their arsenal? Man, Whew. there's a long list of things that I know they could take, but if I could top uh, or provide maybe the top three, I would say uh, work ethic, because they work hard. They yeah. have they have work that is like Ken was referring to or saying that they, they have to work even extra harder now because it's a, a grade level above where they are. So their work ethic, I, I really hope that they take with them, um, especially now with our virtual format. Um, I am, side note, a product of homeschooling. So I am super excited about this opportunity because our kids are going to be even more smarter. Just saying. <laughs> but um, work ethic is one of them. I would say being a team, like soft skills, probably just the ability to um, emotionally connect with other people. Um, I would say we do a great job. I know each month we have a theme for our convocation um, where our kids are able to um, receive information for, you know, a, I can, can correct me. I think it's about a month or a quarter long where we speak about, yeah, you know, a, a specific month. topic, right? A month that we speak about a topic. Um, and, and, and last month was loyalty, but this month we're talking about empathy. So I, I, to, to tag on what I was saying about soft skills, we, we ingrain a lot of good content in our, in our students for the, for the best result, of course. We would not send information their way if we didn't think it was their be yeah. you know, the best for them. So work ethic, emotional you know, stability, just being able to connect with other people just because of what we you know, instill in them. Oh man. Just overall mindset in, in, in general, I would say, because they're able to receive a lot, but they're able to practice giving a lot. We do promote that. I know with me specifically with field trips, that's something I've always wanted to do to ensure that even though we may get partnerships where they get free uh, uh, admissions to go to a museum, but to know that they have to give back to the yeah. community because we give so much to our families and our kids, um, excuse me, our scholars, because because we, we, we want to see them be the best that they can be. So work ethic, overall mindset, but just specifically with emotional connection with other people um, is something that I think, I hope that our kids can take away um, when awesome. they depart from AP. Awesome, thank you. And then Ken, in your mind, right? So when you're, especially in this AP class and, and, and you're doing, you're running this class for the fifth graders who are brand new to the school, brand new to the AP way, what are, the, what are some of the qualities or characteristics you look for in a student that says, hey, 
you know, this one's maybe a little ahead of the game with regards to kind of the developing of those leadership skills or, hey, this scholar, maybe that scholar needs a little bit more support so they can build up. What are some of the qualities you look for, I guess, leadership qualities you look for in a student that allows you to say, you know what, this one's getting it. This scholar is getting it. And now we just need to continue to kind of feed the fire. So when they're out of here after their eighth grade year, we know they're going to go and do some tremendous things. Yes. Um, some of the qualities that I, I look for, um, definitely, you know, compassion and caring. You know, I, I, I look for that because you, when, it, when it comes down to it, you know, I just feel, I feel that if you have that in your heart, compassion, you know, and caring, it can, be, it can just lead you, take you a, a long way in life, you know. Um, also, a little bit, you know, truthfully, toughness and grit, yeah. all right? I want them to have some grit and, and to understand that, you know, everything in life is, 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 you know, it's not peaches and cream, it's not roses, you know, and at some time you're going to face adversity, all right? And it's just how can you grit through it? How can, you know, how can you persevere? And also just getting them, um, you know, making sure they stay, of course, you know, just staying on the right path. You know, you're going to have bumps, you're going to have, um, gonna have pitfalls in life just making sure that you're able to overcome those things, you know, in life. And, and, and I try to teach that a lot in the AP way, you know, um, we talk a lot in AP way, we talk a lot about just life, you know, yeah. just life and, and how, um, you know, how can we get better? You know, how can we improve things of that sort? And the students, you know, they, they're, they're, they're taking on the class, you know, and they're, they're doing a very good job and just opening up themselves, you know, cause at that age, they're, they're, they're in the fifth grade, there, you know, we at AP, we're actually taking them, we're taking a fifth grader who is supposed to be the, the top dog at their school, and we're putting them in a middle school environment, you know, we're putting them in a middle school environment, and we're not actually giving them that, that opportunity to be, you know, the top of their class, because, you know, they go from the fourth to the fifth, and now they're coming back down to a middle school, yeah. so, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just, you know, encouraging them, encouraging them, and getting them, um, you know, having them focus, and and they're, like I said, they're doing a very good job this year. And, that, you know, that's why it was very important to bring you in, you know, to have some team building um, activities with them so they can get used to each other and um, form, a, form a bond with each other yeah. um, moving forward throughout the course of the year. The, and you, you touched on a couple things, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, especially direct, you know, directly related to our, our relationship and our work together. Um, the, the development of like the social skills, and you've already hit it, compassion and caring, the, the empathy, that emotional connection, or being able to start to develop those emotional connections to others. In this year where they're not connected, right? They're at home, they're, they're individual, they're with their family members, which is great, but we all know, and I love my family, but you know, there's certain times when my wife says, you go up downstairs to work and I'll go upstairs to work. And we all know we need those moments of separation. Mm-hmm. How, what is academy, but it's so, so important, especially at the fifth and sixth grade level, because, you know, Victoria, we're PE people. We have to take those health classes. Those puberty years are awkward as all heck to begin with. What what is Academy Prep doing? And, you know, outside of our work together, and I pre, but what are some of the things Academy Prep is doing to really help those students, even though they're not able to handshake each other or hug each other or whatever it might be, to still help them those develop those social skills that are going to, you know, really those are difference makers between, you know, if you could put, put two students in front of me that have the, the same exact 
GPA, the one that's able to kind of make the connections and have that Bryce personality and able to hold the conversation with somebody with eye contact, that's the one I'm going to, you know, as an employer, I'm going to look to hire that person, <laughs> you know, as, as opposed to the, the person who can memorize out of a book, but can't hold a conversation. <laughs> Give us some insight as to some of the, some of the ways Academy Prep is, you know, working through this challenge um, to help those students continue to develop, especially during this awkward, uncomfortable time of their lives. Yeah. Well, I can just um, kind of piggyback on that and Ken can, you know, hop on. I know specifically we have, the connection is something that we are obviously know that is um, lacking the way we usually, um, you know, show, right? We're, we're handshaking, we're high-fiving, we're doing what we can to respect each other's space, you know, on campus. But now being virtual, what are we doing? So I know our study hall sessions are something that I was um, informed about just um, through my mentee uh, just recently about how she's um, able to connect with her classmates and say, you know, even if there is no homework, she's reaching out to say, how can I help, you know, you with your homework during this time? And there's a set time that they can do that. Um, another way that we're doing um, staying connected is, of course, our student government, which is now kind of our student council supervisory, yeah. uh, our supervisory council, I should say, is a smaller student government that I'm actually a part of um, being a leader um, the adult supervisor. I don't call myself the leader at all in that group because they are doing their best to to lead out as in, in lead as examples for their student body. But that way, they're still able to connect by planning different events for their classmates to be a part of. So that's something that we're working through now. Um, and hopefully in October or so, we'll be able to do some live interaction with that plan coming into fruition that they, you know, are working on now. But our student council um, is doing a great job with just planning for different things that our students, student body can, to, can still participate and still get connected. Um, and I know with ongoing support, where our, our guidance counselor does a great job, um, Terika Walters, with just continuously seeking out advice, you know, from, you know, other organizations in the community, seeking advice from within to make sure that our students are well you know, taken care of from a, an emotional state standpoint, yeah. you know, because this is different, you know, completely different to the mind. So our kids are being supported, you know, by, you know, as much as all of us, I would say, but it's specifically our guidance counselor. She does a great job with staying connected with them. Um, and I could probably list a few, but Ken, you're welcome to, to hop on. Another couple things we're doing, we're, we're trying, trying to keep activities on. So that's why like convocation, you know, we have convocation in the morning. We're still doing that, you know, so that therefore we have at convocation, all our students um, are together in the MPB room. So, you know, during this time, we're doing the same thing. So they can all see each other. You know, I, I, have, um, I have a couple, I have a, two students. One is in the fifth and, the, and the bro, excuse me, their cousin is in the seventh. And she always asks me, Mr. Watson, why, why, my, why my cousin isn't coming to convocation? You know, and she's looking forward to that. She's looking forward to seeing him in convocation. And that was one of the things that having a virtual convocation, I was a little skeptical about. I didn't know how many students we'll get. But then, like, we have every day we have over 100 some odd students that are coming to convocation. And they're coming for that connection. They're coming to see their friends. They're some of them coming to see their peers in different grades that, you know, they're not able to see during, um, in class. Because, of course, you know, we have, we have our classes are structured where we have um, all girls and um, fifth grade girls in one class, fifth grade boys in one class. So, you know, they're seeing each other all the time. 
So that convocation piece is definitely helping them um, with a little bit of normalcy. Great. Also our activities, you know, we have, we're still having our enrichment activities. Victoria did speak on those. We're having those, you know, like as normal. Um, so we're, we're trying our best to, um, to have the kids interact with each other um, as much as possible. Great. And it's, it's great. Victoria, you mentioned this a, a minute ago, just the idea of, you know, constantly evaluating, right? Constantly touching in, uh, touching base and checking in with the scholars and their families so that, um, and this is, I think, a great leadership quality and it, it shows the leadership at AP that, hey, we, we think this is going to work and we think doing it this way is going to work, but we don't truly know until we ask that question and, and, and make that connection and then say, oh, may, maybe we need to make a slight adjustment. So it's awesome to hear. And that's, you know, one, one of the many qualities of a leader is don't just put your head down and do it because it's on paper and you're supposed to do it. Right. Let's, let's make that assessment. Let's make those changes as we need to, so that we're constantly making progress towards, as you mentioned earlier, not sacrificing on the mission, not sacrificing on the academics that the students are going to get and the support the students are going, or the scholars are going to get, but let's figure out, Hey, if we're missing the mark, it's okay. That happens. How, what can we do to fix it? And what can we do to continue to make progress towards that, that eighth grade finish line? So, you know, if you're looking for a bit of leadership wisdom, just hearing that you're doing that, especially in a, in an environment where it is chaotic and there, there are many more, uh, I don't know the answer to that answers than there are. Yes, this is how we do it. Um, <laughs> So it's awesome to hear that that's happening down there and your students, they might not realize it now, but your, your scholars and their families are going to really benefit from it, at, you know, as they work their way through their time at Academy Prep. Um, this is going to be, I can't, I can't wait to ask this and I'm going off my, my, my notes here a little bit. Ken mentioned how well you two work together. So <laughs> I'm going to put you two on the hot seat a little bit right here. Victoria. If you had to identify Ken's strongest leadership quality and Ken's biggest leadership weakness or challenge, and Ken, you're, you're next, my friend. Victoria, you're going first, so be careful. <laughs> so, Man, it's, it's a sweat, Ken, Ken huh? <laughs> Ken's strongest leadership quality and his biggest leadership challenge. Man. His strongest quality as a leader, I would say his ability to lead. That sounds corny, but it's so true. He spoke about it. The kids cling to him when, it, when he first got here. It was almost like an, a confirmation for him. Um, and I'm not sure how his emotional state was when he first started. Otherwise, <laughs> he might have been feeling like a duck like I did. But um, <laughs> it was, it was it's, I would say his strongest ability, his strongest leadership quality is his ability to lead um, and I think that we forget the simplest part about leadership is that you have the ability or be, be, be influenced yeah. to cause an effect you know on the environment or the people that you're around so I would say Ken you have a great ability to lead sir um, and cause, cause, <laughs> cause positive change um, I would say his you know I, I don't I don't know Ken personally all too well, but I do know that we've talked about this, so it's not going to be a sidebar, you know, <laughs> curveball. But his ability, his his 
empathy is what could cause his leadership to maybe falter because I know his ability to give of himself to our scholars, I would say is something that can harm in a sense, but also help. Because <laughs> yeah. I know, you know, his ability to want to give, you know, snacks and um, his time, you know, even when he may have to put his time towards something else, I think his, uh, yeah, his empathy could be a negative, but it's still a positive. So you still win, bud. <laughs> yeah, still that's won. a tough to follow right there. <laughs> yeah, Ken, it is. Yeah. Ken, in your mind, before you um, uh, give your, assess- your leadership assessment of Victoria, in your mind, what is it, and this is where you can kind of sell- give yourself a harmless plug right here, what, what do you feel it is about you like Victoria said, your first day, the students were like, it was like a magnet. What is it about you? What, what do you think you do that creates that, I guess, welcoming, bringing people together, I guess, aura that you have? <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Dan, like, I always tell the students, I'm like, listen, I'm no different than you were <laughs> at all. You know, I, I, I would tell them this, you know, the struggles, you know, the things that they're going through as a, as a child, you know family-wise, everything, you know, community, you know, where they're upbringing, where they come from. I tell them all the time, you know, I'm no different. And when I talk to them, you know, I talk to them from the heart. I just, I, I tell them the truth, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, they always say real, yeah. recognize real. And the student, you, you can't, one thing about kids, you cannot, you can with kids, you cannot, um, you cannot sugarcoat, you cannot fake it. You know, kids know yeah. if you're genuine or not. You know, so therefore, you know, I just, I, I, I be myself, myself, and therefore they understand that, you know what, hey, yeah. he's telling the truth. You know, he has, he, 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 does, he understands the struggle. So therefore, you know, that helps me out. It helps me out an awful lot in my job awesome. at Academy Pro. That's awesome. Now, don't, don't think you're not getting off the, don't think you're getting off the hook here. <laughs> so, Ken, in your perspective or from your perspective, Victoria's greatest leadership strength and then her greatest leadership challenge. Listen. Victoria's greatest leadership strength is just her, her ability to adjust, okay? Like, her ability to adjust on the fly. You know, at Academy Prep, a lot of different things are thrown at you, and you could be throwing a curveball at any <laughs> given moment. Or her ability to adjust to it, you know what I mean, and adjust to it in a timely manner and figure out, you know what, hey, okay, well, we can't do this, but all right, you know, we can do this, and this is going to rework, and, and, and we're going to go with it. That's I, I feel like that's the greatest strength that, that Victoria has in awesome. my in my opinion. And then Victoria's leadership mm-hmm. challenge. He tried see he tried to he tried to get out of get out of that one. I can her, see it. <laughs> her leadership <laughs> challenge. Victoria does not have one. What do you mean, Dan? She does not have one. I have yet in my year and a half working with Victoria have seen it. I, I, yeah. I have not. You know, I, I'm just being honest with you. I have not. She's 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 an excellent person. You know, she always does things in my opinion. In my opinion, she does things the right way. You know, she is, is all, you know, the kids are first. You know, she's making sure that the families are, are served. You know, she's she's answering emails, you know, she's answering any anything that's needed. Victoria's, you know, she's always there. With, you know, as, as you can tell with when she read off her job description, she could have went on and on and I'm real for and on and on and on. You know, and and that's the that that's the beauty of it. You know, because she she does it well. There's never any complaining. You know, there's 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 never no frustration. I don't see it on her face. She comes to work with a smile. She leaves with a smile. 
and that you know that's why I truly believe that she doesn't have any weakness. Wow. <laughs> You don't see you don't see her face right now, but there is a, a face of gratitude, <laughs> listeners. Wow. Um, man, two two great answers, Victoria. I I jotted down. Uh, Ken came right out of the gate swinging her ability to adjust, and and granted, he had some extra time to think about it. So I got to start putting him back. I got to bat him lead off on one of these. <laughs> so the ability to ju- to adjust, and you know when. It's, it's a buzz phrase, right, in the corporate industry and even, even at, the, at the school levels and those types of institutions of, of change management and, right, dealing with those changes. Victoria, what are some of the things that you do internally or externally or how you rely on team members or, or whatever it might be, but what are some of the things that you do to be able to be so strong in those moments when, hey, some people don't like those things where the curveball is thrown? How, how do you kind of lead yourself through those challenges? Great question. So I am a firm believer in the one and true God. Um, I serve him diligently. um, And that is something that honestly keeps me grounded. And people may have their own opinions about who God is for them. And that is their, you know, their journey. But I can speak from the position that I'm at. Um, I know at a young age, I've accepted Christ from as my Lord and Savior, and that is something that I um, ongoingly am still, you know, ser- searching and, and, and answering questions that I still have. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing for me that keeps me for, for sure grounded in the moments of uncertainty or, you know, curveballs coming at me. Um, and I think the ability, the power that I have of, um, of knowing who I am in, in, in Christ and knowing who I, whose I am is what gives me the confidence to respond as opposed to react. Because I I believe a strong leader is not someone that just knows it all, (laughs) (laughs) but someone who's humbled enough to say, I don't know, but I'm going to find out and I'm going to respond as opposed to react. Um, So I would say that's the best way to kind of, to internalize what I, what I do do in terms of those situations. But externally, of course, I smile through it all. Um, I'm not, I'm not promoting fakeness, (laughs) but I do know that my, um, one of my impactful, um, strengths, um, in my life, because I've not said this about myself, but other people in my journey and my life have communicated this is that my ability to be a positive light in a dark environment is something that I've always reminded myself. Um, so externally smiling through situations, you know, encouraging myself, you know, if I don't like Ken one day, you know, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to keep working positively in my own position, <laughs> which is never really a, never an issue, of course. <laughs> but, you know, if there's ever a situation where I'm throwing a curveball, I, I always stay grounded in knowing who I am yep. um, and whose I am um, and also knowing that I can smile through those tough, tough times. And, I, and in every interaction, I don't think I've seen anything but a smile. So. <laughs> And that's, that's awesome. And it, it really, and again, I know Victoria, you and I haven't really seen each other on the Tuesdays all that much. I know you pop in here and again, um, but in the interactions, it, it truly is uplifting. Um, it's, it's two people who in the short period of time are just are doing it right and, and doing it well and doing it for the right reasons. And, and it's not for Ken and it's not for Victoria. It's for your scholars. It's for their families. It's for, AP like doing it the doing it the AP way and 
man, good answers, good answers. <laughs> and I love, Victoria, you threw in there the, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to get it. Oh, and yeah. any young, any students, scholars, athletes, let that be a lesson right there. Oh, I don't know, so I'm just not going to do it. Uh-uh, wrong answer, right? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And it's going to be either through my own work or through my own relationships and saying, hey, you know what, Mr. Watson, I'm, I'm struggling connecting with this kid and family, but I see you connecting with this child. Let's, can, can we work together so we can make that connection? We can overcome that. And I, and I, I just love that message. I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Right. Uh, beautiful. Well said. Well said. We're on the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. We have Victoria and Ken from Academy Prep Center of St. Petersburg, Florida. They are new friends of mine uh, of Empower, and we've done some work recently. They're joining the Lead with Empower podcast, and they are crushing it, hitting it out of the park, just like my Yankees have been doing recently. Look out, Tampa Rays down there, <laughs> all right? <laughs> we can't claim them anymore, right? No. <laughs> we can't even claim. We don't have a baseball team anymore. Right? Yeah. If you have a team available, please send them our way. That itch, you know. <laughs> um, we, we have a couple, couple quick hitters to finish things off right here. A couple quick hitters. I see what you did there. That was, that was clever. Aha. <laughs> Um, someone who, and this, and Ken, you're batting lead off on this one. Someone, yes. when you were a child, a young adult, youth, young adult, someone who inspired you to, to be and do what you're doing today. Man, someone who inspired me. I, I, I a couple people, man, I do, but I want to sit here and, and, and say that one person that really, truly inspired me. Um, I would say, man. <laughs> I would say, you know what, it, it, it was my sister. And even though she's my younger sister, I actually look up to her, you know. She's, um, you know, she was very school-oriented, um, just a great person. She went through a lot. You know, we went through a lot as, as um, you know, as brother and sister together with, um, you know, with our family and our, and our parents. But, you know, she, you know, through it all, she persevered. You know, she um, graduated um, in three years from FAMU University. She went on to get her master's and also her, her, her um, she's, she, she, she got her law degree. Matter of fact, she went to Stetson University and, and she's actually works as a, um, you know what, I don't know where the job description is now because she really can't tell anyone, but it's in Tampa in the federal building. But, um, you know, I really um, look, look, for, look up to her. Because like you said, she she's the one who, you know, I was I was really stuck on, you know, sports and football so much and and, and, and when it came to education, I was thinking I was gonna run up and down a football field my whole life. But she's the one that inspired me to go back to school and finish, you know, and get my degree. So it's more like yeah, it's my sister. That's awesome. And, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And then Victoria, same for you as a young uh, youth or young adult, who was someone that inspired you to, to be who you are and do all the great things that you're doing right now? Well, they say the saying is it takes a village to raise a child, right? So <laughs> I could list a whole lot of names and I don't want to, you know, let one person off the, you know, the acknowledgement trail. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm just making up stuff as we go, but <laughs> I really, I think the journey for me has been a village impact. Yeah you know, if that makes sense. So my mother, I know my father, my siblings, 
are my immediate family that I would say led me to be who I am today. Um, so all credit to my family, the Alderman Block, you know, my mama bear, my dad bear, you know, her cubs is who she refers to us as. And she and she, I believe that my nucleus family has been a big impact in my life in various ways um, to keep it short and sweet, but awesome. kudos to them. Awesome. Love it. What, what motivates you now to, as you mentioned, to show up and just kill it with the smile, kill it with the, the hard work? What motivates each of you to, I guess, truly live out the AP way and truly model the AP way for your scholars? And uh, Ken, you're batting lead off again, man. Besides me, Dan, you know, is um, that keeps me going. I mean, it has since a young age um, are, are my kids. Like, period, point blank, you know, um, just without them in life, you know, Dan, I, I, I always tell people, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I'd be in life, you know, because I, 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 I truly live for them, you yep. know, and that's why I love working at AP because I truly live for the kids at AP, you know. Um, they just keep me going. I mean, if, if, if it's not sports, school, just something, you know, running around the house, just, you know, anything, man. I, I just, I love it. You know, I had my first child at a very, very young age. I was 17. So I always tell people, you know, my whole natural born adult life, I don't know nothing else but to take care of kids. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I truly inspires me on, on, on a daily basis to, to keep on plugging and keep doing what I'm doing here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then Victoria, same to you, same question. I mean, as cliche as it may sound, it really is our scholars because, I know when I first got to AP, I had, you know, a pull to just pour out everything inside of me to make sure I, I did my part, you know, and that's yeah. a, a fulfilling part as a leader. You know, you're called to do something and you set out for it and you accomplish it. That's something I obviously strive to do every day. So my, our kids, I always call them my kids. Uh, and I got to affirm people just saying, I'm not, I didn't birth 139, but I, I watch over 139 kids. But they, they really motivate me each day. And I, I would say um, just coworkers too, like Ken, you know, my being in the space that I think is going to be congruent to what you want to achieve is important. Yeah. So if you're setting yourself up for, um, success, you want to be around successful people, you know, and I don't think you should want to do anything less than that. So being in the space that Academy Prep um, has, you know, created since way back when 97, 90, 98, you know, up until this point, it's something that I'm super excited to be a part of. So every day I get inspired and motivated because of our kids mm -hmm. um, to, to show up and do my best. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of my day-to-day -day motivation for sure. That's awesome. And, and I, I, I truly, I met what I said in the beginning, our Tuesday sessions have been nothing short of that. And again, it's very different from how you get to interact with the students down there and whether it's in person, but they've been tremendous. The smiles, the creativity, the energy. And as Ken said, they like, it's not something that they necessarily have to go to. And just the fact that you'll have these scholars show up and get excited about doing something that's still kind of like school <laughs> and, and, and please, please, please pass. Um, I know we have another, another session coming up here, but please pass that message along. Like they, they have made my, my past Tuesdays be tremendous. And, um, and it's just the attitude and how kind and how engaged and how 
positive and uh, again i can go on and on so we um, have some great scholars as oh we... boy that, that's yes, a, the yeah. understatement <laughs> of the episode right there understatement of the episode right, right. there so hey la- last one that we i i have the the pleasure and privilege of interacting with a lot of different educators teachers administrators students etc and i know this the, the the virtual side of things and the whole um the not being able to, you know, maybe share those handshakes and high five. It's been tough on a lot of, a lot of educators, a lot of students. What's something, a, a, a leadership inspiration message um, that you, you two, each of you would be willing to share with those people that might be struggling with this, this different brand of school, I guess it's going on right now. I always tell any new staff member to our flock, our family Academy at Academy prep is to lead with love. Um, because when you lead with love, everything else kind of just balances out because when you're in the heat of, oh my gosh, I need to complete an assignment to submit, to forward to my virtual teacher, you know, stressing out. I don't know the situation where you're in, but my words hopefully are encouraging to lead with love. Um, no matter where you are, this will resonate outside of the pandemic, outside of an educational institute, it will cover everything because love conquers all. So if you lead with love, that will help um, make things a little bit more easier. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ken, you're batting cleanup right here. This yeah, is it. Knock it out of the park. I, I should have been lead off, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Terry did a great job. No, um, more likely, you know, just Victoria, you know, she she made a great point, you know, as far as leading with love. But I would say, you know, also, you know, just it, I know it's a part of it, but just caring, you know, because at the end of the day, man, I'm 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 big on caring and helping and, you know, being a, a team player and making sure that, um, you know, that you give, yeah. um, you know, that that's just big to me. It really is, you know, um, with the kids, you know, um, definitely trying to make sure that um, that they do that they, they strive for the best, you know, and our. In our pledge, you know, we are, the one thing that we say is we want the kids, we let them know that they are the greatest, you know, and basically speak that into the existence, you know. Every day, the pledge, hey, we, I am, we are the greatest, the greatest, you know, and if you sit there and if you believe, it will happen. Yes, I love it. I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, you hear heard it here from – Two people who, again, in my, my short period of time, getting to know them, two, two good ones, two great ones out there um, doing it well and doing it for the right reasons. But, hey, and this is why I'll, I'll say this. This is what backs it up. Great leaders don't lead for themselves, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're doing it for other people, whether it's the scholars that you're crossing paths with, their families, your coworkers, whatever it might be. And all we heard all episode from Ken and Victoria is about what they're doing, for the people around them. And if you take one thing away from this whole episode, that's leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Leadership is, is in service to others. Leadership is to uplift those around you. And you all are killing it, doing it down there right now. And uh, I, I, I wish you the, the, the best of luck and the best moving forward in this 2020, 2021 school year you very unique school year um but i really i truly cannot thank you enough uh for coming on on a friday afternoon after another a long week but 
really appreciate you all. I appreciate your partnership with Empower and just giving us the opportunity to contribute a bit, uh, a little bit to um, to what you all are doing down there. So it's been a pleasure, and I, I hope this is, there's many more years of it. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that was Victoria Alderman, Ken Watson. They both lead with Empower. Any quick parting shots from Victoria and Ken before we wrap things up here? Yes, I would just like to say thank you, Dan, for having um, uh, Ken and myself. That was an amazing experience. I had never gotten on a podcast before, and this was super, super exciting and on time for me. You don't even know, but <laughs> I appreciate your, um, your, you know, welcoming us on your podcast. Um, and I did want to share um, if you are, of course, not or if you're if you know someone that is um, in our area and they're looking for a great educational institution for fifth and sixth grade <laughs> you need to contact academy prep anita yes, reese is our admissions and scholarship coordinator she is a she's 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 a beast so be sure to contact her to um, inquire about admissions her email address is a as an apple R-E-E-C-E at academyprep.org. So for any inquiries about admissions, please contact Anita Reese at her email address. Thank you so much. (laughs) Listeners, thank you for joining us. You heard from two rock stars down there in St. Pete, just crushing it. And hey, heed their advice. Do something that will bring the best out of somebody around you. Do something uh, uh, that is uh, an action that will lead to serve somebody else around you. And I, I bet you a couple things. You'll go to bed feeling good at night, knowing that you helped somebody out. And there's that whole thing, karma, right? It'll come back. So thank you very much for checking out the Lead with Empower podcast. Be safe. Have some fun. Be nice. Challenge yourself. We'll check you out next time. That does it for episode five of season two of the lead with empower podcast we'll check you out soon thank you very much thank you thank you great leadership may look and sound different however there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders they are passionate about those that they lead they do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them and they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.